Welcome to another episode of Miss Medicinal Medications, where you'll get a real dose of medicine. Whew. This is going to be a really long and I'd like to think probably intense for a lot of people that are going to watch it. I'm hoping that it reaches the people it needs to reach, that it actually helps people in the way that they need to be helped beyond what some people understand. Um... This podcast is going to be about overcoming, and I'm going to talk about overcoming an eating disorder, depression, anxiety, bipolar diagnosis, addictions, and addictive behaviors. Where to start of everything is so hard because there's so much to this, and since I'm titling it Overcoming, I wanted to cover possibly as many things as I could, and I think a lot of these tied together into one thing in a way you know like they all tie together um to really create what will help you overcome all these things that hold you back so I want to start with eating disorders and for me mine started at a really young age um I never looked at my body and thought there was anything wrong with it other than being really skinny. I mean, I was basically like 90 pounds of wet all through high school and even into my adult years getting pregnant. So this dates back really far from me and I know that it's got a lot to do with a lot of different things as I've learned over time. And um, all I can look back and think on is how wholesome of meals my family would cook, you know, majorly organic and, you know, my mom is really... Well, my stepmom was really natural-minded, and my dad was just 100% Italian, so he was, like, all about home-cooked meals, fucking the processed bullshit. Even though he occasionally would buy and eat processed things, it was very limited. So, I was raised on pretty good eating habits, and I still struggled to have an appetite at all. So, it wasn't ever I didn't want anything, or I only ate a certain way, it was I had this horrible suppressed appetite that was caused by trauma stored in my solar plexus. At a young age, my mom left, and there was a lot of um, sense of abandonment and rejection that was really stored in my solar plexus, just a lot of trauma stored there, and I've always had digestive issues. And it would cause me to seek comfort foods like rice, pasta, potatoes, and oddly enough, greens. I would really like salad a lot. That was one of my favorite comfort foods was salad. And everyone always thought, it's so weird, your daughter eats so much salad. And I just loved salad. And it was really like a comfort thing. And I'm sure that's a majority of why I maintained, I wouldn't say decent health, but maintained somewhat of health to get me through the years. Um... When we have so much trauma stored in our solar plexus, it causes so much digestive issues and it can affect your appetite and it can affect all these different areas of your life, your expression, your creation, all these different things that really tie in and it brings it into your sacral chakra where you do have a harder time expressing and getting these feelings off your chest because they're stored in your solar plexus and then expressed through your sacral and obviously expressed through your throat chakra, but it really causes a lot of suppressed expression and I would lean on a lot of comfort foods and not get adequate nutrition 
And it would just continue on for years and years and years because no one ever pointed out. No one ever pointed out, oh my gosh, you're not eating enough or aren't you hungry? Or like a lot of my friends never noticed. A lot of my family never noticed. Um, I would nibble on food a lot, but I think the only person that really noticed was my stepmom. But dairy, dairy was such a clutch, which in one of the books I have, it talks about dairy cravings being too uh, linked to unconditional love because it's breast milk from a mother and that mother cow nourishes her child or her young with her milk. And that's the same thing we as humans do for our children. So I was seeking this unconditional love from a mother through unconscious dairy cravings and never knew it because I was always seeking unconditional love from my own mother that left and my stepmom was amazing but we didn't always get along we didn't always have a great relationship so a lot of these like eating disorders and issues that came up and I also want to mention that over the years of researching vaccines I also realized the polio vaccine is linked to anorexia so I do believe that vaccines can fuck up your digestive tract and cause you to have eating disorders or whatever it may be. So having the eating disorder and why I opened up with this was because all these issues lead to the other things like depression, anxiety, and having a mental health diagnosis or a mental illness diagnosis. And when your gut is off, everything else is off, you know, you're not going to be getting enough nutrients to prevent depression, which dramatically increases from vitamin C and B6 and all these different things that are contributed from lack of vitamins and nutrients. Um, I was diagnosed, um, I think I was 21 after I was diagnosed, I had a little drug bender and ended up in a mental health hospital mental illness hospital, whatever you want to call it, psych ward. Um, and I was Baker acted for two weeks in New Jersey and they kept me there for longer, actually longer than they were supposed to because they were basically overdosing me on my medicine and they were having to like monitor my blood and they gave me way too high a dosage off the back. But I remember the day that I checked in, I think they let me rest. And then, you know, a few hours later, a doctor comes in and she asked me, I swear it was 21 questions. And they diagnosed me with bipolar. And a lot of the questions that was asked was common questions that a 21-year-old would probably answer yes. Do you impulsively spend? Do you party? Do you do... Yeah, like a lot of those things were yeses from probably a majority of people. But because I had this huge nervous breakdown that was suicidal, it leaned to a bipolar diagnosis. So I was probably about 21 when I was diagnosed. And I was diagnosed with... Overall, my full diagnosis was severe depression, generalized anxiety disorder, socialized anxiety disorder, bipolar, OCD, ADD, and there's something I'm missing. And one other, but we'll leave that as like a mild thing since it's not coming to my mind. So at 21 and over the next couple years, I was heavily medicated. A lot of those meds continued to make me lose my appetite. Um, mind you, I developed an addiction to benzodiazepines and those also caused you not only to be fucking moody, but to also, um, have anxiety, even though it prevents it, because these are like band-aids. It's going to prevent it for a little while. It's going to make smaller things. And then it's like an emergency med. So you run to it when you're about to have a panic attack 
I know a lot of people use it for that. Um, and I was on a lot of psych meds and they kept changing them to the cocktail and this will work and try it for two weeks to a month. And, you know, I heard all of that and I just knew I was never going to take uh, meds the rest of my life. I knew that wasn't going to happen and I refused to let that happen. I refused to believe in all of these things when I knew I was holding on to things that really needed to be released. So I was diagnosed and probably about two years later after being on meds on and off, um, different meds here and there, there was a point where I was on so many meds. I was sleeping 17 hours a day. And then when I was awake, I was like a zombie. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't function. I couldn't think. I couldn't feel anything. Um, it was really not any type of way to live at all. So, um, probably about two years, two and a half, maybe three years into meds, um, I decided, yeah, I'd probably say about, I was about 23, 24 when I came off meds, I decided to, um, try a recommended herbal supplement from Nature Sunshine, and it was like a mood elevator, so I was able to get off all of my meds with this one supplement, and it was crazy, like, how different I was. Meanwhile, I was smoking cannabis, which does elevate my mood. It helps relieve my anxiety. It helps to increase my eating. So that was one of my number one clutches for helping me eat, especially around friends, which would probably notice quicker, was to medicate myself with cannabis to increase my appetite. So over time, I learned more about adequate herbs and supplements and all these different things and gut health and just how they're really related to depression, anxiety, and bipolar diagnosis. And throwing on top of that, um, I started learning my natal chart and being um, a dominant Gemini, I had traits like impulsiveness, manic and lows, risky behavior. Um, and it really was a lot of things in my natal sign that I just needed to learn about myself and get control of. So I highly recommend if you've never pulled up your natal chart or had an astrologer read your stuff to do that because it really helps you understand yourself more that you can use it to your own benefit rather than, um, you know, like not knowing much about yourself, but other what you tap into about yourself, but it really gives you all these things and sometimes it's hard to face those things but at the end of the day when you face them you get control of them and you understand more about yourself to then be able to see oh my gosh I don't have to have these manic times I can get myself out of bed or I don't need to be low because I can say affirmations and I can get myself out of this low place I don't need to be impulsive towards things that don't serve me you know being impulsive to go out and get drunk that's not serving me so realizing all these traits about myself that really allowed me to get to know myself better, um, I was able to get control of these Gemini traits, which are often um, lead to a bipolar diagnosis. I know a lot of Geminis have been diagnosed with bipolar. So it's like, it's so common because we're quick to react, we're quick to like... Um, jump to conclusions and there's just so many different things about Geminis that a lot of people don't know and it really does lead to quote-unquote bipolar behavior. Um, I tend to see these bipolar 
traits come out with people I'm completely comfortable with, people I trust and I feel safe with, that they, like, they know enough about me to know I'm in a mood. And sometimes to take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, sometimes take it like I'm really trying to express myself and it just sometimes it doesn't come out right oftentimes we all do express ourselves and it doesn't come out right because we need to express ourselves and it's a learning um it's a learning journey to learn how to express ourselves with compassion and love and kindness like you can get your point across while still being compassionate um so then I started learning more about the, you know, the lunar cycles of the moon, um, and realizing that I would be super manic and high and super productive during a new moon and then be more low during a full moon. So during a new moon, I was needing to create and really create something that sustained me and do things that were productive and burst something new and during a full moon I needed to forgive and release and let go and have gratitude like I really learning those things helped me gain control of these highs and lows I was going through when it really I was just being so affected by the moon and then learning my lunar cycle of my womanly lunar cycle of you know, when I bleed during what moon and how that's affecting my, my feelings, how my hormones are being like fluctuating during that time and getting a control on learning to use maca, ashwagandha, all these things that help you balance your hormones, knowing to implement them during those times when my hormones are up and down, which is going to make anybody moody. So getting through all that was just like so helpful and it's such a learning game be easy on yourself when learning find great books like moonology really goes over the lunar cycles how to use new moon for manifesting how to use full moon for forgiving and releasing and how to um know what you should be focusing on due to what um, constellation the moon is in during that time and then um also um I started to read books like Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell. I started to read uh, her second book, Rise, Sister, Rise. All these books that helped me to really um, project into where I wanted to be. And, you know, it takes a lot of time of introspection. It takes really learning to not look at everybody else at fault and guilt when sometimes you're at fault. And when we go into a place of self-reflection and introspection and really looking at what's going on with us and looking at how we behave, how we could have behaved differently, how we weren't so kind, how maybe we contributed to the problem instead of thinking the problem is everybody else, turning into yourself and looking at you and finding why that problem is you, you know, especially when it's a repeated issue, especially when it's going through relationship after relationship that this issue is continuing, it's not them, it's you. So looking more at yourself and learning more about yourself is going to help you get control of yourself. How can you get control of something you don't know? So continuing on, I know that my depression and anxiety also contributed to consuming dead and tortured animals and their secretions. It was fucking obvious. Like as an intuitive clairvoyant empath, I realized that once I gave up animal products, that my mood changed drastically. 
not just did it change in the fact that I wasn't consuming hormones because whether there's added hormones or not, that animal still has an endocrine system and reproduce. I'm sorry, that animal has an endocrine system and reproduces and still naturally produces hormones in their meat and their milk. That is such a big thing of someone who maybe not even realize that the problem is hormones, that consuming hormones of an animal are going to fuck yours up. It's inevitable. Herbs, they support the balance of your hormones. Animals are contributing to the imbalance of your hormones. They aren't naturally made to be consumed in your body. We are frugivores 100% across the board by nature. We don't have canine teeth like a lion. If you were to see roadkill hit on the side of the road, would you walk up to it and bite into it with your hands with your hands and your canine teeth? No, the fuck you wouldn't. That's fucking nasty. Your body, you would get sick. So there's so many ways across the board that we are just not made to eat animals. We don't even have the acids to break down animals in our digestive system, which leads to colon problems and gut health problems, which then you realize, oh my God, I'm back the fuck up. Even when you're going every day, you still have backed up sludge in your system that needs to be cleansed. So learning to drink more fresh pressed juices that are going to help cleanse your digestive tract is going to help you dramatically. I remember when I first went fully raw about two and a half years ago, my gut cleaned out so much that I was like, how in my tiny fucking body is there this much garbage? Like black sludge. Because it was all putrefied and rotting bullshit. I wasn't able to then absorb the vitamins and nutrients I needed to because everything in my digestive tract was blocked up. I was reabsorbing toxins that were pressed against my colon rather than absorbing any good food I was eating. Then on top of that, of going back to being an empath, I realized how the animal industry works, how the ag industry works, and how these animals are treated and how they're tortured. And even in their last moments, the fear and emotions they feel at dying or when their young is taken from them because we're taking their milk. Whatever it may be, you absorb that when you consume that. What you eat is what you are. So if you're eating dead animals, you're a fucking graveyard. You're not a graveyard, you're a fucking beautiful garden. So thinking about planting that garden in your gut rather than making it a graveyard, you'll find your mood change drastically. You can get every essential vitamin and nutrient that you need from plants. Even B12, it's found in soil. You're taking the middleman of consuming an animal to get B12 because they get it from soil. They don't get it, they don't produce it naturally. They produce it from soil. And I got theories of how our bodies produce it naturally. But regardless of that, you're still consuming that animal. And that's you're consuming a lot of emotions when you consume that, whether you're an empath or not. But it's even more harder for an empath. So when I gave up meat and dairy, which I gave up meat basically first and then dairy came along, um, 
I felt so much more lively eating plants, just plants being like, wow, it's so colorful. It's so bright. It's so beautiful. Like I just don't look at a slab of meat and think it's beautiful. I don't look at bacon and think it's beautiful. Actually, I was dealing with a lot of emotional issues towards eating meat for a long time. I never really wanted to eat animals, but I was in a way addicted to dairy because, you know, as I've talked about in our last podcast with Jeremy, um, that, um, there is, um, tassomorphins, which is, um, opioids, basically opioids in the casein protein. So you are actually addicted to it. Whether you like to believe it or not, you're addicted to it. So once I learned about that and then continued to learn about, about being an empath and how, um, I absorb so much emotions from other people and being in group settings that sometimes I feel other people and don't realize it and I'll get sad and realize that it's someone else's feelings. Like, it's really hard to learn how to tune into yourself and say, is this my feelings or is this somebody else's? And being an intuitive empath, you even more as an intuitive empath than just an empath, you really, really feel what people are feeling. That's why so many times a friend comes over and they're crying and I'm just crying with them and they're like, why are you crying? And I'm like, because you're crying and I can feel it. Like, because you can feel it. And I started to learn about being an empath and learned about who I surrounded myself by. I started cutting off toxic fucking friends. I was like, wow, you, this relationship doesn't serve me. Why am I even friends with you? I don't even really like you all that much. Like, if I were to really think about what I want in friends, I'd be like, you aren't the person I want in a friend. And when you learn to cut off these toxic people, you realize you sever that cord that connects you that you feel them have you ever been like away from a friend and they go to text you and you know they're texting you that's that like cord that's keeping you connected so when you cut off a toxic friend or toxic people or toxic environments you really learn how much your mood can change in that as well when you get yourself around people who are loving and compassionate and really really want to get to know you and care about you you realize how different your friendships make you feel So I started watching who I surrounded myself by. I started staying away from people who were addicts and who were still using and who were drinking in excess and all these people. And I started realizing how unhealthy that behavior is and how I didn't want to live like that. You can't expect to live around these people and have them in your lives and not have addictive behaviors, not be influenced by them. Not to say that you are not an addict to your own being, but that's to others influence can influence you into that life and you have to realize wow I don't want to be around this and when you realize you don't want to be around this you realize how better you are without them you know a lot of people talk about when you clear space you make space for what you want so normally during a full moon I release all these feelings I have for these relationships that are toxic for me I release them I release the person And then during a new moon, I really focus on manifesting what it is I want in relationships and what it is that I want for myself. And then I start to see my world change. And if you practice that and learn more about it, I mean, there's tons of videos on YouTube. There's tons of shit about it on Instagram. It's not that hard to learn about this stuff. But when you start to really learn about it, it really might resonate with you. I don't want to say it will because I can't say it will, but it might resonate and it might change your life to understand more and it might change your life to realize how important soulful relationships and connections are. So since I brought up the addictive behaviors, um, I was an addict for a really long time 
And I remember going to NA meetings and AA meetings and be like, hi, I'm Becky, I'm an addict. And then I lived my whole life with my dad, who was a pastor and very enlightened, telling me to watch what you speak over yourself. So if I go sit in a room and I say, hi, I'm Becky, I'm an addict, what am I speaking over myself? I'm claiming that. That means it's so much easier for me to go back out and be like, oh, I'm just an addict. Like, I see that so often with people who are addicted. I am not an addict. I have addictive behaviors. So I need to be conscious of those addictive behaviors and how fast they can progress. I'd never felt like NAAA worked for me at all. It made me very uncomfortable. I just wanted to drink a lot when I went to these meetings. I didn't feel like they really benefited me. Um, I never made really any great connections in these rooms. Um, I know other people do, and I know other people love it. Actually, um, after seven years, almost eight years of being sober, sober from like narcotic drugs, um, I realized that I, over these past eight, seven, eight years, I have actually completed all the steps of NA. And I was never paying attention, but I realized how much going through all these things and just really, it took a lot of introspection and there's no time frame on it. And there's no, I need to hand this to somebody else so they can prove that I did it. Like I did it on my own time and I didn't naturally. Um, and then there was really nothing about NA that didn't want me to use though. Like, I still wanted to. I still I hated getting up early. I went through a rehab program, and I was in there for about three months. Um, and I, I went through, I think, 180 80 classes, groups, whatever you want to call it, um, in 90 days. That was obnoxious. I was going morning and night. It was fucking horrible. Um, and not to say it doesn't help people. Sometimes it does, but I find that if you're surrounding yourself by a bunch of addicts, what does that do for you? Like move on and find new people to be around, possibly not addicts or people who have never even touched a drug in their life that are on the opposite polar spectrum. It'll teach you a lot about yourself to see someone who's never really had an addiction issue. Then I started to realize when I was falling into addictive behaviors, because we got to remember that addictive behaviors isn't always a narcotic or an alcohol or anything like that. It can be food. It can be relationships. It can be toxic relationships. It can be drama. It can be positive things like playing music, working. Um, Not that that's always fully positive, even though I feel like music can be a positive addiction, but when you have addictive behaviors, you have to learn about how to point those addiction, addictive behaviors into a direction that is going to benefit you. So when I got quote unquote clean, I started reading books. And that first year through my sobriety, I read 60 books, but that was 60 different titles that didn't include the books I reread. I read Deathly Hollows twice. I read tons of books series two three four times because I just love them that was in one year I read that many books because I took what I would usually do of going out with friends to party and getting drugs I would use it as a staying home and reading a book which would help me explore new worlds it would expand my vocabulary it was a positive addiction 
but it doesn't mean it was completely healthy. So we all tend to have addictive behaviors and attractions to things that addict us, that addict us to them. Um, whether it be humans or whatever it may be, you know, we all can have these addictive behaviors and not realize it. And I know a number one thing is food. A lot of people are addicted to food and don't realize it. And they think because it's not a substance or a drug that it's okay. And it's not okay. This is why we have people who are so unhealthy because they're addicted to food. So learning how to overcome these addictions, I also learned about the lack of connection in my life. I never really had good soulful connections with others because I didn't know how. But between my father, who was pretty disconnected from my life, but he was there, present every day, always there, but he was not emotionally available. And my mother, who was completely gone, the number one form of connection that should be from birth for life was not there. And then I never really had amazing connections with my friends. All my friends partied. I do have a couple friends I do have amazing connections with now, of course. But back then, I wouldn't say I had these amazing connections with my friends where we actually connect on a soulful level beyond partying. All my friends loved the party me. And once that party me dissipated, they didn't care anymore. Once I went and got myself clean, they didn't care that I did that. I no longer served them in the way of I was so much fun and I did all the outgoing shit. So, realizing that disconnect from not just others, but also myself, led me to project these emotions I was holding in and not facing towards a substance that I could abuse and forget about everything. I wanted to forget. And first it starts out as fun, of course, and then it quickly just slides down the stream into this, like, downfall of life. So when you have this disconnection from self and from others, and when others disconnect from you, you tend to run to that comfort. And that comfort tends to be your addiction. So pay close attention to this comfort you're seeking, whether it be a person, a food, a drug, alcohol, substance. And I feel like for me, I'll always have addictive behaviors. I still to this day struggle with them and have to be conscious as fuck to overcome them. I have to be extremely conscious when I'm sliding into addiction, when it goes from moderation and occasional or something to an addiction. I have to realize that. And I have to realize when it takes me over and gets me obsessive and makes me lose myself because we can lose ourselves so fast. And it's so important to reconnect to self when you're dealing with these issues. Be introspective what's actually going on with yourself. And being conscious of that helps to prevent the extreme downfall you can experience from sliding right back into addictions. Mind you, I haven't touched narcotic drugs. I have drank alcohol, smoked pot, shit like that, but I've never been drinking alcohol in excess, never been drinking alcohol daily, nothing like that. I've gone on little, oh, I'm drinking more than I should be, and I'm real quick to be like, wow, this is not good, get control, and then I stop. And that time that I stop, I get so introspective for myself. Not only does alcohol affect me in the ways that it takes me away from myself, it allows me to, there's like a second version of myself that comes out that I don't have control when I'm drinking. 
that side comes out and that side's got a big fucking mouth and she says dumb fucking shit <laughs> and she doesn't make the best decisions so I gotta gain consciousness of that side of myself and say hey what are these triggers that causes you to come out and alcohol is one of them alcohol takes my ability to lucid and vividly dream away that's not cool so much of myself is revealed in my dreams so realizing these things that influence things that can bring us down aside from the fact that when we're talking about depression anxiety alcohol can cause that and it's not to say i'll never drink alcohol again but there comes a point where going out oh well i saw this person i saw that person or i went to this bar i went to that bar and it was just for fun and then it leads to progressively, wow, I'm drinking at home now. I'm drinking wine. I'm drinking that. And while I'm not getting shit-faced drunk all the time, it's still getting control. So then I learned more about affirmations. And affirming greatness within myself, my body, and really affirming who I wanted to be and who I knew myself to be. So affirmations were like a huge huge part even when I didn't realize what an affirmation was coming into learning about affirmations really um really allowed me to just affirm what I wanted in my life and what I wanted for myself and then when you affirm it you go after it so when we're taking care of our sacred vessel and knowing there is always a healthy earth-based alternative to these things we're seeking you know sometimes when we're going into these addictive paths we got we got to focus on that root chakra and get that stability again and get ourselves grounded again and bring ourselves back down to earth and there's always a great alternative whether you want to think about it or other people tell you it's not whether you think you're like oh well it's great to use medication well yeah medication did prevent me from killing myself for the time being doesn't say it wasn't going to. I had to sign off paper saying I wouldn't kill my. If I killed myself, my psych, psychologist wouldn't be liable. My psychologist wouldn't be liable. That's not okay. These meds can trigger suicidal ideations and thoughts, and they deplete our vitamin and nutrient system. They do so much damage that not only are you repairing from the damage that you've already experienced, you're also repairing from the damage that the drugs caused and there is always another version there's energy healing there's getting tarot oracle readings to get direction there's reading books that inspire you to see more there's going introspective and seeing what the fuck is wrong with you okay now my daughter's going potty And then going into that place of introspection and reflection, you learn to overcome traumas and really talk to yourself about what's going on and what you're feeling and re-feeling what you felt again that allows you to actually work for it. Because oftentimes when we experience a trauma, we run from it rather than actually feeling it through and feeling what we should be feeling because we need to acknowledge our emotions and acknowledge our feelings. And then last is really like offering up forgiveness forgiveness for yourself and for others and for whatever may have happened to cause you to have these issues and I mean you gotta look deep especially for like the eating disorders depression anxiety and all these diagnoses you have to really look deeper at what 
um, what needs to be forgiven, which is a great thing to do during a full moon, like I said. So, like, learning about the full moon tells you a good time to really, really do that. And there's full moon ceremonies, and there's so many different things you can do to help you to learn to forgive and really let go. One of my favorite things to do for, you know, letting go and releasing and giving forgiveness during a full moon is to forgive and then light that page on fire and watch it burn. It's like turning it all physical and letting it go. Um, don't mind my children in the background, they're going potty. And then all of these things just really wrap up into how you can overcome what you're experiencing and what you have experienced and I think everyone goes through bouts of depression and anxiety and it's so prevalent in our um in our of this generation it's so so prevalent so learning to really like overcome and you know, finding outlets and new ways to get yourself through this will help you to really come into a better place of knowing yourself. And once you learn more about yourself, you actually learn a lot about others. And excuse the loudness, you learn more about yourself and others. And it really, really helps you to just love yourself and love your life and you know sometimes it is a vitamin nutrient deficient sometimes we just need supporting herbs we need adaptogens we need things that are going to help reduce our stress we need things like energy healing reiki we need to go get massages take care of yourself self-love if you don't pamper yourself and give yourself the self-love you need nobody else is gonna like be your own fucking hype girl i remember talking to my friend one time and it just came out she said something like man I need a hype girl like you and I was like if you knew that the only hype you would get is the hype you give yourself how hard would you hype Ooh, like if the only person that hyped you up was yourself how much would you hype yourself up like you're responsible for that so it's like learning how to really like root for yourself and stand up for yourself and be grounded for yourself and do all these things for yourself. Um, I'm probably going to talk more on a lot of these different things over time. And um, I was coaching for a long time about these things, not for a long time, but for a while about these things. And I took a really big break to really um, focus on myself and my healing and what I wanted and reevaluate some things and we went through this big move to Florida and I will be picking up coaching soon and it's going to be a lot on helping people more one-on-one closely through all of these different situations scenarios to really help them to overcome like I truly believe I went through this to help others find the way out so being real and authentic and showing people I know that feeling I've been there and this is a great thing to do and giving an outside perspective and really holding someone's hand through these hard things they experience and knowing they can hit me up when they're going through a hard time and we can really talk about it and talk them off the ledge of like craziness um and really I say craziness because how often do we drive ourselves crazy by thinking about this shit and thinking about things where you know, we're not finding the answers because we're not thinking adequately about it. We're thinking from one perspective. 
So when we start to see things through other perspectives and really like stop assuming things are the way it is because you think it is, we really find our way. And I just want to help others find their way. And I'm sure I will update about that. If you don't have me on Instagram, you can find me at Mrs. underscore medicinal. And I'll probably be updating there and posting there. Um, and really probably, I don't know if I'm going to do some big launch or groove into this. I'm going with how the wind blows, but I know this is my life path and I've known it for a long time. And, you know, sometimes it's not drifting from your life path, but it's coming back to yourself to remember and re-refine what it is you want to do. And I'm just really excited to keep going on this road. And when you do something for yourself, it really brings you out of that place of depression and feeling anxious about your life you know when you know what you want to do you don't feel anxious you know like it can be anxious in a way of like excitement like feeling anxious is a normal feeling feeling anxiety where it controls you and you're having panic attacks is not normal so I've had a few friends tell me they really feel like my life path is to help people re-refine their lives and find what they're meant to be doing, and I feel that in a way too. So I feel like I know I can roll a lot of these things into one while throwing still health and my knowledge on health and herbs and all these things, and you know, I do Reiki myself and how much that helps people and just different different things that I know it's just going to like expand and help people to really overcome, and that's just where I know I'm meant to be and using my story and what's happened to me and you know expanding beyond that and using it in a way that there's a reason I went through this and it's to help others really just refines my life and myself and why I went through these things that was long and I'd love for anyone to comment or suggest any um suggestions they have on topics they'd love to hear me talk about or um you know talking more about chakras or food or herbs or whatever it may be um I love talking about these things and I love talking for you guys and you know I'm so excited that my podcast even though I took like a week or two off is just like getting a lot of listening and it's really just like extremely encouraging so your encouragement and your love is so appreciated um and now it's dinner time and i'm gonna go eat eat some healthy food healthy plants so i hope you enjoy and uh i hope this resonates with you and if you have any questions or anything that you'd love to ask please feel free my inboxing is always open um you can also email me at miss medicinals with an s that's m-r-s-m-e-d-i-c-i-n-a-l-s at gmail.com for any suggestions that you may have and um yeah i'm looking forward to you guys all hearing this and i really hope you have a wonderful day and i hope you keep pushing towards overcoming bye